Welcome to the Happy Homeschooler Podcast, a digital support group for everyone interested in a learning lifestyle. I'm your host, Jennifer. I'm your co-host, Holly. And I'm your co-host, Melody. Today, we'll be discussing all the homeschooling opportunities you can have in a day at the beach. But before we get to that, how's everyone been since last time? Holly, how are you? Well, I'm doing all right. You know, I've been talking about being the reluctant cat rescue lady, and um, I've been at it again (laughs) a couple weeks ago. (laughs) I know, they just keep finding me. So uh, there was a mom cat that had kittens on March 20th, and I'd been waiting and watching for her to start bringing the kittens around because I wanted to grab those little kittens and find them some homes Mm. and get mama fixed. And so two weeks ago, the four little kittens and mama showed up. And with Liam's help, we got all the kittens in. And then uh, the mom was walking away. And I thought, Oh, my crazy, I need to get her too. And I called her and she came running. So I got her fixed. And I got everything done for her with the help of the pals in uh, a nearby town. So this organization is so great. It's the pal stands for prevent a litter society maybe i don't know what the s is for but anyway you can get your animals fixed and vaccinated and get their ongoing medications and things like flea medicine or heartworm medicine very inexpensively so i was able to get all this done for her and get her microchipped and her name is miss millie and hopefully miss millie will um, find a home soon and three of the four kittens have been adopted so um we're almost yeah we're almost ready to close up the the cat shop and i I did a, so for my birthday, last episode I was talking about my, my birthday, and your know, Facebook always will prompt you, like, do you want to do a fundraiser for your yeah. birthday? And I thought, oh, yeah, I definitely do. So I did a fundraiser for um, a cat rescue organization in our county, and everyone was so generous, and some of you listening know who you are, and we fully funded the $200 goal, and that organization will get a nice little chunk to help them continue their mission. So that's oh, what's been going over. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what about you, Melody? What's been going on in your neck of the woods? Uh, all things yarny because I'm working on that <laughs> June whip wrap up. So, like, it's always good to get those projects out of the way. And then, of course, some other things needed to be worked on in the middle. Uh, some of those things, like I have birthdays, like some of those were already in progress, and then other things happen. <laughs> like, up. Oh, yeah, Have you ever like had a time where you are finished with all your projects and you're ready no. to start something new? Or there's always <laughs> I don't think things. it works no. that way. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't see this like thing. that. <laughs> okay. No, I keep a few things going because I always want something that can just like mindless, react, relax, yeah. and crochet. I don't have to think about this. Just do it. Then I'm always liking to learn. Like I see some new project. Like I want to learn that technique, so I try that. Which sometimes those things never get finished because I only wanted to dabble in that. And then mm. there are those things like oh I need to finish this up and there's always some long term like I've got a couple afghans that I did not expect to finish but I did want to get a little bit further on them because at some point like by winter I might want to finish that and be working on something else but it's hot in Texas in the summer and who wants to be working on a blanket in their lap like nobody so I, I pick up those smaller things and then start working on backpack charms for the grandkids and back to school kind of little fun stuff and I've been talking to a, a really good friend about you know Etsy shops and people keep messaging me asking me will I make this and that and how much yeah. is this it's like well 
I could do some of that. So that's took exciting. A crochet, well, I took a business class online. You know, we talked oh, about good. online classes. Yeah. Like I learned so much and it was so much fun to meet all these people who are also similarly afflicted with yarn everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> coming out their ears like, I am not alone. <laughs> so <laughs> what, what have you been doing, Jennifer? Well, we've just been having some fun summertime and I, our local homeschool group had a great end of the year park day. Last week, we had a giant water fight. So it was oh. everybody bringing water balloons, water guns, whatever you wanted to bring. And there were tons of kids there, all ages. And it was so much fun. And then next week, we have an annual food fight that we do every summer with our homeschool group. And that's happening next week. So I'm working on getting everything ready for that. And that's just a huge mess. And we just what kind we of love food it. are you talking about? Mess of fun. It's all food. <laughs> Anything that can't hurt people, but a lot of condiments, um, soft foods, gooey foods. But we have a whole list that we pass around for people to bring. If you could see my face right now, you would laugh because I'm like <laughs> so funny. So everybody I, who comes well, loves it, I'm but the smell is horrendous. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think I could deal with that. Oh gosh, do, does do you guys like get like vultures show up? Yeah. <laughs> We live yeah, on the lake yeah. and we do it down in a big yard by the lake, which partially is great because afterwards everyone jumps into the lake to clean off. So that part's good. <laughs> oh, Automatically man. clean. So that part's good. But the yard does, unfortunately, we pick up as much as we can, but for a good week, sometimes two weeks, depending on the heat, smells really bad down by the lake. So oh, we, just, we just don't <laughs> use the lake for those two weeks and we're fine. Mm -hmm. um, the oh birds gosh, enjoy I it. <laughs> but it's so such I, a fun event. And we've been, this is our, I think, seventh year doing it. So Wow. I, I think it's great that you do that. The idea of all that food flying around. And also <laughs> the other thing I don't, I don't like that. And the other thing I don't like is like watching food eating contests like that's just <laughs> super <laughs> repulsive to me I'm like mm, I don't know about that but I think it sounds great it must be so much fun because y'all doing it for seven years it is years. so fun and what's funny is people either react like you're reacting or they're like oh my gosh that's on my bucket list I have to do that you know have be a giant I just giant think oh, like, yeah. but people I could eat that food <laughs> well so we yeah. make sure mm -hmm. that we ask people to also donate to food banks and to wonderful you know, so we make okay. When no, we, when we share it. Yeah. No, that's always been from the beginning. It's always been a concern that, you know, obviously we are wasting some food when we're doing this, but we do recommend and ask that people who are participating donate to food banks or gather supplies and take them to their local food banks. Hey, that's awesome. And they need that food in the in the summer. You know, in the in the yes. winter, people are just like, people need food at Christmas, but people need food oh, every year. Yeah. Yeah. Day of Absolutely. Year. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we try to give back to while we're having our fun. But we look I would expect nothing less it. of you, Jennifer. <laughs> You're very community-minded. So let's get into some more summer fun and talk about our topic today. We're talking about homeschooling at the beach. My family absolutely loves the beach. And we, where we live here in Texas, we're about four hours away from the beach that we normally go to. So for me, we go often. I know for some people, that's a, lot, a bit of a drive. But for all of our listeners who do live close enough to get to the beach, there are so many ways you can take advantage of a day at the beach and actually be schooling while you're there and having fun. What do you guys think about homeschooling at the beach? Have you done that before? I had read 
kind of it was kind of more low key when my kids were younger. But I had read that there is often a lot of iron in the sand at the beach. And so I packed some magnets and we took magnets to the beach and the kids ran Mm -hmm. the magnets over the sand and they did find some iron that came up out of the sand. So that was one fun thing that we did. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. The last time we went to the beach, we saw some people out on a pier. It was in the summer and I, and I have to confess, I didn't plan any educational things, but they pop up because (laughs) you look for, you know, opportunities, but we saw a man with a bucket and he was doing something and we went over to find out what he was doing and he was catching shrimp. And he was only too happy to explain to us like how he catches them Mm -hmm. and that he always keeps all the supplies in his trunk because when the shrimp are running, you don't have time to go get your stuff. And he had a huge bucket full of shrimp right there in uh, in the bay uh, in Galveston. So when we go to the beach, we just kind of keep our eyes out for learning experiences. And the other thing we learned... The last time we went to the beach, my poor son, he nearly, I think he nearly passed out. He and I were out in the water and my husband was up on the the sand and he saw something jumping in the waves with a fin. Mm-hmm. He got afraid that it might have been sharks, oh. which is kind of funny because we've seen dolphins in uh-huh. Galveston before. Yeah, yeah. And he calls me with some urgency and my son thought oh no they're sharks his face turned white he ran out of the the water like a cartoon character and then i was like look those are those are dolphins you scared us for no reason so so you can learn a lot about what's around before you go to the beach you don't scare your family i have kind of a tangent on that story this is a really homeschooling related but uh my i have a story similar i learned about my kids so we were out at the beach all the kids were out jumping waves so they were pretty far out and the older kids had like the younger kids in uh rafts of boats with them and there was a shark and oh they oh. saw the shark, and then the older kids proceeded to run back in and leave the little kids out there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. So so we learned a lot that day and had a lot of discussions well, you know, afterwards. Life lessons, right? I mean, yes. there's always something to learn from. And, and even when we're at the beach, like the, finding the jellyfish that wash up yes. in that whole life, mm-hmm. like, okay, mm-hmm. impromptu lesson now. And then later on, we look it up again because we're talking about it yeah. when we get home. Sometimes I, like, all I wish the trash. I'd... Oh, so much. <laughs> we're picking oh, up yeah. trash. And yeah, like, we, we would uh, always go out early in the morning and build a sandcastle like at low tide and then mm-hmm. or do I have oh, that background and then come back and see like and watch where what is happened. the tide like yeah. what happened to it yeah. why and talk about tides and then of course you know talk about rip ties and safety and water safety and so I mean, all right. that stuff is still comes from just being at the beach or or finding the people who have the oh what do you call it with the sails and they're on the surfboard and they're like run away so sometimes we've gone there have been people out there I cannot think what those are called. Surfing, paddle boarding, or parasail. It's got a sail on it, but they're standing on a surfboard, like going. So then those people come up, and then my kids are asking them questions. People love to talk about their hobbies. Yes, yeah. Like Uh just things that we learned that I couldn't have planned for because I didn't know those people were going to be there. I think so. A lot of our learning at the beach has been the same way, kind of impromptu. And anytime we go on basically a field trip anywhere, we're always looking for learning opportunities and trying to take in the things around us and talk to the people that we see. 
But our family often, and every year we have a week-long trip to the beach that we do with a whole group of homeschool families. And for that trip, we are camping at the beach. So we're on the beach pretty much the whole week. And we usually plan a lot of educational things. So if you have time to think ahead of time and bring things with you or plan some small activities, there's a lot of ways you can fit pretty much any academic subject into a day at the beach. Like we we did we've done so many science experiments at the beach, things with tides and building mm-hmm. volcanoes in the sand, making sundials in the sand. We've done things where we've like counted the waves to see the, you know, frequency and things like that. So we've done math at the beach. Right. Um, engineering with the sandcastles and trying to build bridges. One summer for the whole week the kids tried to make a marble run that went from the sand dunes down to the water and they just kept making it more intricate, more intricate. And (laughs) it was a huge engineering project and they worked so hard on it. We've also done a lot of, you know, trash pickup and stuff like that. The beach that we like to go to is a national park. So there's rangers there. So we've participated also in the ranger programs that are educational and we bring things like we bring binoculars and we bring sometimes nature journals so kids can sketch and write Mm -hmm. down and draw pictures of things they see field guides for like the different kinds of shells behind to identify things on the beach are really awesome we've also done a ton of art at the beach just basic things like sketching and and painting and sketchbooks but also Mm. collecting things to make bracelets um i love your bracelet idea it's so fun (laughs) to collect little shells and then like letting the kids just take pictures. And I don't know if you've seen perspective photos where it looks like there's a big person and a small person or they're doing funny oh, things. Yeah, so yeah. We, we did that mm-hmm. one time at the beach. The kids did a whole day where they were taking funny photos and trying to create different scenes <laughs> in their photos. So fun. there's so many ways to do it. And you don't have to, I know we talked about this before where it came up with a a question, I think it was a big question we got about like, my kids really want to go to the beach, but I don't want them to miss out on school or something oh, like that. Oh, sure, sure. You know? yeah. right. and, and I don't want people to feel that way. I want people to feel like we can go off and do this. We can be at the beach and still learn and get in all our academics. It might look a little bit different, but you can still mm-hmm. do it. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, like when we're at the beach, one of the things that we always notice once we're out in the waves are all the different birds. Yeah. You know, you see pelicans, they're diving down to get some food and you see the seagulls and just talking about, oh, well, why does that bird do that? Why mm-hmm. does that bird do that? What do they eat? Talking about, you see the fish jumping up out of the water. Well, what kind of fish are in there? You know, mm-hmm. you can focus on one animal if you wanted. You know, um, some of the beaches in Texas, they release the little hatchling turtles and you can go see them and you all have done that right we have gone to some turtle releases and it's so fun it's such a cool thing to experience you have to go there at like four in the morning so so it's quite a big ordeal but it's so worth it they release like hundreds of baby sea turtles all at one time Mm -hmm. and you watch you cheer for them as they go into the ocean and it's just very exciting Very yeah, I mean, so you can you could just focus on the animal life. People are going to be shocked. I've only ever been to Galveston. And the reason is because it reminds me of some places I went when I lived in Ohio. And so it's like it's like really fond memories. So I've only ever been to Galveston. Mm-hmm. Um, and along the the beach in Galveston, there are these giant, huge granite stones, mm-hmm. huge. You know, so when we talk about like, why are those stones there? Yeah. And, 
you know, what is the sand made out of? And I mean, anything. If you're jumping in the waves, um, I usually bring a little boogie board. I like to to body surf with my little boogie board. And, you know, why can you float on the waves and why can this happen? I I mean, there's so much there. You could literally, Mm -hmm. if you were fortunate enough to live in a community like Galveston, you could probably do a whole school year of all kinds of topics. Yeah, just about the so. beach. Mm-hmm. You would cover and botany even, and yeah. zoology, and you know you have plenty to write about. And, yeah, you know, we went even amazing. history. We went to um, mm-hmm. the Outer Banks in North Carolina on one of our trips um, to the beaches there, and we did a whole, we did a whole pirate ship history thing while we were there. <laughs> fun. That, was that would be fun. And then there was usually some kind of a maritime museum around yes. a mm-hmm. beach mm-hmm. community. I know we went to the museum down at Port Aransas. There's a University of Texas Marine Science Institute, yes, which is, is free. Mm-hmm. You can go down and see that. We went to the Texas State Aquarium. There's a National Wildlife Refuge in Aransas Pass. It's like there are always mm-hmm. all of these. Take advantage of whatever is out there in that community yeah. to go and see those things. But even if you don't go, like don't turn your fun vacation into something don't suck the fun out of it like yeah you can no, still absolutely just yeah. go have fun maybe you're not thinking about it in a, a schooling way at all but even then all the experiences that your kids are having there when you get back to your regular regular school routine those topics come up through all yeah. of your mm-hmm. subjects all the way and then you can oh remember when we went to the beach and we saw this and yeah or it's like oh the next time we go to the beach let's try that experiment. I, do. I think that a day at the beach is like the ultimate unschooling day because it, <laughs> if you let it yeah, be that then you can and you look back on your day afterwards you can really list all the things they learned so that, mm-hmm. and that you learned that you all learned together well like my kids notice like why are we not supposed to run around on the sand dunes because they're right science so that's another whole topic of mm-hmm. conversation about ecosystems and all the plants that grow there and all of the things some of the dunes you were allowed to ride on some of them you're supposed to stay off right. of and mm-hmm. you know and then if a ranger's coming by you can ask them questions which was another thing so like let's talk to the people who work here mm-hmm. and find out things that they know that we haven't even thought to ask about and just learning to use those resources that are right there. I would like to say that when we're talking about the beach, we don't, we're not limiting it to salt water. Yeah, I of grew, course. I yeah. grew up on Lake Erie. Lake Erie, they're great. And we went to the beach all the time. And one of my favorite things to do when I lived there, when I was um, a teenager, is I would go when there was like a storm. And mm-hmm. sit in the car and watch the lake react to the storm. Oh, so, yeah. you know, you can look at all the weather. Yeah. And talk about how, like, in, in that part of Ohio, you have lake effect snow. Mm-hmm. And so they get more snow there, which is one of the reasons why I ended up here in the great state of Texas. <laughs> but I did not like driving in the snow. <laughs> I did not like being cold, uh, dealing with all that. Um, but there... There is um, a lot to learn in any beachy type of an area. Mm-hmm. Even if you're if you're in a state that's basically landlocked and you maybe don't have a lot of water areas, you can go to a river and mm-hmm. still like there are oh, swimming I... places and and make that be your yeah water educational facility. <laughs> yeah, any kind of really cool ecosystem that you can mm-hmm. check out is really fun with your kids and so educational. Summer has come at last. 
During the warm months, I'd rather be sitting at the beach than stuck inside making high school transcripts by hand. Oh, that's the worst. I had to make my children's transcripts by hand in my day. Thankfully, these days, there's Transcript Maker. I'm not math phobic, but the time it took to calculate grade point averages was ridiculous. With Transcript Maker, you just plug your courses and grades into the template, and the GPA appears like magic. I've got a few kids, well, maybe more than a few, <laughs> and with Transcript Maker, I was able to have multiple transcripts in my account at one time, and with so many kids, it made organization a breeze. All my transcripts were held in the cloud, safe and sound and easy to access whenever and wherever I needed to. Well, I love a good deal. I love saving money and getting discounts, and Transcript Maker is perfect for that. They offer a 14-day free trial, so you can give it a test drive and see how you like it. And for our listeners, you can get 20% off the cost of your subscription with our exclusive coupon code HAPPY. That's H-A-P-P-Y in all caps. Don't wait until the last minute. Enjoy your summer better by using Transcript Maker. Go to www.transcriptmaker.com today. Transcript Maker. Simply better transcripts. So there's all sorts of opportunities for learning at the beach, but let's say you're about to head to the beach. What are you bringing? What do you make sure to have on hand to make your beach day a success? Because there's actually a lot of preparation in going to the beach, a lot more than some other places. So what do you guys bring? Well, one oh. thing we don't leave without is I always bring an umbrella and a thing to anchor it down mm -hmm. and some mm -hmm. chairs because you can rent them at the beach, but they're really pricey. So I almost always have three like camp chairs, you know, those foldable kinds in the yeah, trunk of my car. Right. I get my beach umbrella, lots of sunscreen and food. Food and water. <laughs> always food and drinking oh, water. What? You get so hungry at the beach. Oh my gosh. It really sure brings do. out your appetite. Friends of ours always take a canopy, which I thought yeah. was so, smart so we always like, take one too, but mm -hmm. honestly, it almost never makes it back with us. So oh, no. <laughs> it's so windy and it gets broken often when we're down at the beach. Uh, mm. Maybe that's just the beach that we typically go to, but well, we bring one and then it uh, breaks a lot. But and we haven't really oh. found a great solution to that yet. I see a lot of different oh. ones that people use, but the big nice canopies for a big family are really good to have if you if you can manage to keep it up and not broken. Right. And I'm not sure, like I know they have had some like jugs of water or they take the empty yeah. jugs with that and mm -hmm. fill it up the ocean water that they can pour right back into yeah. the ocean. Because sometimes like if you have littles, they need a nap just like they always do every right. day. You need they some need shade. A place for some shade and some place like not in the sand. So like they take their big wagon. So then they're like a little mm -hmm. off the ground. <laughs> yeah. And then another friend of mine, they take a pool, like a blow up inflatable yeah. pool. Mm -hmm. Because then the little ones for the can little play guys, the water, I love that. The shade while the big kids are out in the waves. The mm -hmm. little bitties, they don't like getting knocked over in waves that come up to their nose. And so <laughs> that way everybody's still having fun at the beach. Right. So I, other recently, than the basics, is there anything unusual that you guys pack for the beach? I recently saw a thing and it was really eye opening about the color of the swimsuits. Now, yes. of course, if, oh, if yeah. you have boys that only wear trunks and they don't wear a shirt, that's not going to help you much. But um, my son usually wears a rash guard in the water. And so I'm choosing brightly colored things for us to wear mm -hmm. so that uh, we're more visible out yeah. in the water. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. 
it's a nice safety tip. And even not in the water, just when your kids are running up and down the beach, Mm -hmm. it's easier to see them when they get Mm -hmm. further away, you know? Yeah, we always wear hats, big floppy hats. You know, we and that's why another reason why he wears the the rash guard and the and he wears uh-huh. a hat that covers his neck and all is because well he's a ginger so you know sun is not yeah. his friend but um you can stay on the beach longer if you have more protective gear on and so yes. Uh, yes. you know those mm-hmm. types of things are helpful. What about you, Melody? Is there anything you take that you don't? wouldn't consider well something unusual like this is something that my family and my grandparents had a beach house and so we always had baby powder in the yeah oh yeah to get that sand off yep use Mm -hmm. the baby powder and um that sand just drops right off and so that's like the most unusual thing maybe in there but we've also taken arts and craft supplies you kind of mentioned that earlier Mm -hmm. make some either sketches glue because you can do sand art with glue Mm -hmm. and then they're always fine kids love glue and it's always liquid glue is so messy but at the beach you know it's great it's great to do it's fine Mm -hmm. (laughs) so they're sticking all kinds of little pieces of shells and seaweed and just things that we things that we come home i think with we, we take all the typical stuff but some of the things that we maybe not everybody does is we take a lot of baking soda and vinegar one for jelly oh, yeah. things. <laughs> it's great for jellyfish stings but then we Uh-oh, also just okay. enjoy making volcanoes but yeah it's yeah. we bring it for the jellyfish and then the kids use it to make volcanoes so then we've started bringing more and more and more of it <laughs> go through it pretty fast i also always always bring lots of extra bags for the kids to you oh, know, yes. collect things mm-hmm. up and down the beach and we want to get all the shells. We fill our buckets up with mm-hmm. the shells and we come home. Well, we're like, why did we want all the shells? Yeah, then what? Yeah. Then what? yeah. <laughs> we also always bring, and this is by request of the kids, a real shovel, not just a sand toy shovel. Oh, <laughs> oh the kids, yeah. <laughs> a real shovel. Um, which by the way if you're digging holes at the beach please make sure you fill them back in because fill them back in to yeah the turtles also okay, people who might be walking by and also, yes, them too. yes them <laughs> too. <may> not be, <laughs> yeah you know all the typical things the blankets the chairs the towels all of that you know most people know what to bring but you definitely need to take the time to prepare it ahead of time and make mm-hmm. sure you have everything because it's no fun to be at the beach and not have what you need because you know you're usually planning to be there for the whole day and it's a hard day if you don't have all the things you need especially with little guys so especially with the foods and the snacks and having enough water and things like that Mm -hmm. way more way more food than you think yeah absolutely even I'm really hungry at the beach I'm like oh it's exhausting that was yeah I'm still hungry Yeah. Yeah. I would also say that if you might want to, so um, depending on where you go, some beaches you can pay to enter and Mm -hmm. they have showers and things like that. One nice thing about going to Galveston is they have free public showers and bathrooms along the seawall. So um, the last couple of times we went, we went super frugal and we just used the public facilities. Yeah. But if you're going to go in you, you know, bring extra towels because mm-hmm. the towel you used all day on the beach, right. you don't want to it's dry wet. off. And Sandy. <laughs> we yeah. always do yeah, that. Yeah. We pack our clothes and extra dry towels in like the large, large Ziploc bags so that they don't get moist mm-hmm. or anything. And then we even mm-hmm. put them in like at the back of my car has one of those like 
hidden compartments that you open up that's underneath. Nice. Uh, so we put everything in there that's supposed to stay dry and it really helps us. Yeah. And you know what else we found out the last time we went um, is that you can pay for your parking through an app, which was very convenient instead of having to worry, you know, oh my gosh, I got to go up and maybe feed a meter or something like that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that anymore. You, you pay through this app. And you can specify how many hours you're going to stay there. And so then my husband was like, we're not leaving until our time is up. No reason to be worrying about that dollar. Um, But yeah, or if you don't want to take a bunch of stuff and you want to rent chairs and umbrellas and things like that, you know, research that ahead of time. If you're going to um, a beach like um, in Galveston, there's a beach called Stewart Beach and you pay to enter and you can... You can bring all your own stuff in. You can even grow on the beach. But if you want to rent anything, you don't want to have sticker shock when you show up and be like, oh, well, man, we're going to have to hide out in the <laughs> pavilion during the hot part of the day. So, um, you know, do some research before you go. Find out if there are any local attractions that you want to do. We That's like to really go good point. Putt, putt golf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we like to sometimes rent the Surrey bikes and ride up and down the seawall. All that has a cost. Yeah. Um, so you want to find out ahead of time what those costs are so you can plan for it. Yeah. And while you're researching, if you know people who are local to the area, they're great to ask, especially in beach towns, because Mm -hmm. sometimes there's areas of the beach, like you were just mentioning some tips for Galveston. Sometimes there's areas that are less crowded or more family friendly Mm -hmm. or, you know, places where you can park on the beach versus not park on the beach or, you know, so yeah, definitely try to get some local tips to make your trip easier. Yeah, definitely. Because it's, it's disappointing if you have some expectations and then you get there and, you know, maybe that one area of the beach is overrun by um, college kids celebrating something and you don't know where else to go because you're mm-hmm. not familiar. Right. Oh, and also check the weather before you go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Weather can change quickly. We, uh, <laughs> it does. Especially it does if you're driving a distance to get to the beach, you need to check what the weather's like before you're going. Yes, we went to the beach one time and a cold front, so it was a surprise. Because, of course, we had checked the weather before we were yes. going to pack all of our kids up. But this freak cold front came blowing through there. And so here we are at the beach. And, and we typically went in the fall because mm-hmm. there weren't as many people there. Yeah, and could, yeah. You know, more things were open. Some things were closed, which was odd. Like some of the museums and things were closed because mm-hmm. summer wasn't summer anymore. But anyway, so here comes this cold front. It's October. We did have coats packed it. I did throw those coats and jackets in there because it's that time of the year and the weather can change. But we did learn how you can still have fun at the beach if it is raining and cold. (laughs) So we're all (laughs) packed up in our jackets down at the beach. But it took a while to get that sand out of those jackets. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Such a lot of sand that we came home with that time. But um, that cold front kind of followed us all the way home. It was it was walks. We had some other stops we had planned to make on this vacation. I think we were cold the rest of the way. Oh, oh no. cause we had oh, coats, wow. but I don't think we had closed toed shoes because it was summer still for us and we were all wearing our sandals, but it was still fun. And we still talk about that trip. So we just had so much fun just doing all the different things, being on vacation. I don't know if we've mentioned yet, but sometimes like just going into the local shops to poke around. Yeah, that's doesn't fun. mean you have to go spend your money on a bunch of souvenirs, but going to see what's out there. Yeah, go take all those pictures with the big uh, crazy sharks and the things. Shark and, teeth, yeah. Right? 
<laughs> and then there's often Sometimes. in those towns, like they might have a, a thinkery or a kid type activity place. It's just, mm-hmm. it's not the same as the one in your hometown. They'll often have mm-hmm. some different activities and that was fun to do too. Mm-hmm. Also, if you are going on a beach trip and uh, you know your kids are going to want souvenirs, you might do what I do. And I go to the thrift stores here where I live and I look for beach shirts, things like that, you know, um, because people get them, right? And the kid outgrows them fast or they get tired of wearing them. And so then, you know, um, the last time we went, my uh, son, he's like, oh, and I want a shirt. I'm like, hey, I have a beach shirt shirt. for you. Check this out. That's great. And he didn't care. You know, he didn't care where it came from. So if you you know in advance that you're going to go, start collecting a few little things that, you know, your kids will be thrilled when you pull them out of your suitcase or your bag or whatever. Um, my like my that. theory uh, or my motto is life below retail. I'm living life below retail and <laughs> everywhere I can. Jennifer, you said that your um, homeschool group spends a week at the beach. Are you tent camping? Yes, we do. We tent camp. It's over. It's like on the other side of the dunes from the beach. So it's a little bit protected. You know, it's not directly at the beach. It really is. It's very close, but it's in sand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We love it though. But that was the another thing about the beach. If you're if you happen to be there at night, it's a whole other experience. It's great. Oh, yeah. Um stargazing at the beach at night is amazing. And Ooh. we do beach walks where we catch crabs yes. and release them and, and so there's a lot of other and we have fires on the beach and so there's a lot of other learning experiences in the night too. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been except in Ohio one time we had a they had, somebody did a, like a clam bake at the beach mm-hmm. and as the sun was going down, everything was done and we were outside and, and it was really neat. And it does get chilly if you spent does, all day yeah. out in the heat, yeah. when the when the temperature goes down to like, you know, what some people would think is hot, like 70 or 75, 80. It feels nice and cool if you've been on the beach all day and like at 100. Yeah, it does. One of my very favorite things is to watch the kids at night go to catch crabs. They run, you know, up and down the beach with buckets oh, and little headlamps on. Oh, and there he is. every time a crab comes near them, they all are screaming and jumping screaming. up and down, <laughs> terrified, but also trying to catch the crab. And everyone's laughing. <laughs> and it's really fun. Headlamps is a great idea. We usually just had a lantern that was, you know, swinging as we walked. But a headlamp, <laughs> that is a great idea. And one final piece of advice. There's some things you should just keep in your car. Better to take up a bit of trunk space than forget something important. I agree. I have in my car almost all the time a a blanket or um, some towels and Mm -hmm. a change of clothes for my son, sometimes for myself. And in the summertime, I add some camp chairs. I usually throw in an umbrella and a stand for it. Even though it's Mm -hmm. a little heavy to lug, I'm always glad to have it. We make sure that we have things like water shoes, an extra swimsuit, sunglasses, hats, all that kind of stuff that if you forget it, you're like, oh man, sunscreen, just throw that in here. Mm -hmm. So we have a go bag that has that stuff. And um, if you have kids that are preteens and teens extra deodorant you don't want to get somebody <laughs> yeah, to be like, oh yeah, the whole drive yeah. home you know <laughs> so, yeah we have deodorant face wipes um a little tiny first aid kit mm-hmm. yeah i also never keep, uh, i keep Band-Aid. a case of water in the car all the time during the summer yeah. because wherever oh, we yeah. go somebody always needs water so there's always just a case of water in my car if you have all these things in your trunk you're ready for any, any adventure whether it's at the beach or anywhere else 
Here at the end of our podcast, we like to answer a big question. Holly, what's our big question today? So our big question is, what are your favorite or most effective ways to help your kiddo master math facts? So this person's child is going into sixth grade and they've used Prodigy and they said it's fun, but they're not seeing any improvement even with consistent use. So what would we advise? You know, a lot of people, they're going to have their kids work on something this summer, maybe working on math working on English, something like that. So mm-hmm. what would our, um, what, what would we, we like to recommend? For me, it's games, all games, even the math mm-hmm. facts. Um, it was always like for our math facts to practice the accuracy and being quick, it was always playing card games with numbers. And, you know, I love game schooling, but I feel mm-hmm. like you can pull in games at every level all summer long for all your subjects. That's yeah, that, that really is great. way. Yeah, because kids naturally want to succeed at a game. Yeah. And so they're paying more attention because of that competitive nature or mm-hmm. even a cooperative game. Cooperative um, will help games them. are amazing. And I love those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But sometimes yeah. some of our games were on the fly impromptu. Like I knew there were a kid usually will know some of the math facts. So we would figure out which ones were giving them trouble and then randomly throughout the day, just shout out a fact and see how quickly they can mm-hmm. tell me the answer. Mm-hmm. And after you've done that enough times, like they know it's coming, it's uh, <laughs> like six times seven and somewhere in the house, 42. So we made a game out of it. And, um, but it did take a little bit of time up front to figure out which, which math facts are giving you trouble, which ones aren't sticking. And let's get those because by the time, you know, you want them to be automatic by the time they get right. to algebra. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, right. it takes so long. And yeah. so mm-hmm. we just did a lot of that driving down the car. We're just asking each other. And I know I had one really visual learner for whom I wrote them on a piece of paper by her bed at night. And she would just look at them every night. I mean, we didn't really, it wasn't any, there was no pressure. It was just there. But she's so visual. She just look at it every night. And every morning and somehow for her, they stuck. So you mm-hmm. kind of can get, you know, think out of the box for ways that might help. If you have a really competitive kid, you might want to let them see if they can beat their own time. Like, yeah, not above using flashcards, plain old flashcards. Oh. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you just so do many drill. great apps out there now. Yeah. My son learned his eight multiplication facts by playing Minecraft. Yes. Yeah. Because you get you eight. Go. It's. Uh-huh. You get eight sacks of, I don't know, whatever the things are, you know, and he learned that right. I've used right. um, playing 21 with my kids to teach them mm-hmm. how to add up to 21. Yep. So mm-hmm. there, there are opportunities everywhere. But games, I think, really, Jennifer, I think that's the way to go because it's summer. You yeah. don't want it to be drill right. and kill and, you know, just no. everybody's like, oh, no, here comes mom with we the math also- stuff. We used to have a big whiteboard on our wall and during the summer, we would usually like every day write a new, like a question up on the board and just kind of leave it there. And then my kids would see it throughout the day and then they would be competitive with each other. And sometimes it was Uh a math, math problem. Sometimes it was like a research a short little like go find out and tell us about this or you know it was all different types of questions and we would just, just put it up there and we wouldn't say anything but it was something where they would notice it and then they would want to answer it they would want to be the first one to get the answer up there for the day you yeah. know? <laughs> so, so that was a fun little way to add some learning in on days that we weren't really doing anything else academic based I guess it was a, it was like a game too I guess really well and you know like what trivia. I like about these suggestions they're affordable 
because right. you can sign your kid up to do right. kind of a math academy. Um, I think there's one called Beast Academy, and you know there's a, there's a fee for it. Mm-hmm. But um, you know if you just put on your creative cap, mm-hmm. um, you can figure out ways to do it. Whatever the area that your child needs to focus on, you know if it's math or English or um, they had a struggle somewhere else during the school year. You can figure out a way to remediate that during the summer, maybe at the beach. Yeah, and have fun with it. (laughs) (laughs) Before we go, we want to leave you with a few reminders. If you want to support us here and help us grow, it would be great if you'd help new people find our show by leaving a five-star review and sharing it on social media. Remember that you can get 20% off the cost of your Transcript Maker subscription with the code HAPPY. That's H-A-P-P-Y in all caps. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at happyhomeschoolpod at gmail.com and you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at happyhomeschoolpod. If you want to learn more about anything we discussed today, we publish our show notes on Facebook after every new episode. Next episode, we'll be celebrating our third anniversary and discussing how to encourage independence in your children. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Jennifer. I'm Holly. And I'm Melody. Happy homeschooling. Hi, this is your host, Jennifer Jones. Thank you for listening to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a transcript maker production. My co-hosts are Holly williams Urbach and Melody Gillum. This podcast was produced by Matthew Bass and edited by Nora Williams. Our graphic design is by Pete Soloway and our music is by The Great Pangolin. You can find more of her work on YouTube and Twitter at Kylie Wins. That's K-A-I-L-E-Y Wins. If you'd like to help our podcast grow, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or, as always, tell people about us. If you don't plan and you have kids with you, they'll eat you alive.